Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. With us now, because everybody's looking at New Orleans and looking at the Gulf Coast in the United States with Hurricane Barry. We're all thinking back 14 years to Katrina. With us from WRNO 99.5 News Talk Radio in New Orleans is David Ducorbier. David, thank you very much for taking the time. How are things now? Uh, we're looking pretty good at the moment. Uh, we've got a, uh, I guess we're all kind of meteorologists down here in the south, and we've got a lot of pressure p- keeping it in the Gulf right now. So right now we're really just looking at a, uh, a big rain event. But at the moment, uh, uh, it, there's no state of emergency technically declared, and uh, our levees are solid and we're dry at the moment. So a tremendous amount of work has been done to strengthen the levees around New Orleans, right? Oh, yes, Absolutely. And what is, what's the expectation for Barry over the next 24 to 72 hours? Are they being definitive at all about what it's likely to do? It, all it's really going to do is just dump a lot of water. The biggest concerns that we had, we were live and local all morning uh, covering the storm because the biggest concern was that it was going so slowly. It, it had slowed to a crawl at almost four miles per hour, and it was just dumping water on the lower parishes, uh, on the port, lower portion of the state. Uh, but it is not. It never really got completely well organized, so we're not seeing those training effects and those wind shears that would normally uh, push the water over the levees and or dump uh, inches upon inches of rain in a short amount of time that our pumps couldn't handle. But we've gotten lucky that New Orleans and the outlying areas haven't been hit too hard. Our pumps have kept up, and uh, we we did close a lot of the the walled canals that we have uh, for the outlying areas. So that kind of pretty much kept the city safe, that stuff that we had installed after Katrina. Uh, any evacuations ordered at all? Only in the uh, the, the much lower southern portion uh, down in Lafouche Parish, Grand Isle. But those are almost kind of standard operating procedure when there's a very strong storm. Most of those are, are camps that people, there's a few full-time people that live down there. But on the whole, it's people who have like, camps and fishing uh, camps out there. So the people of New Orleans who were in, went through Katrina and are familiar with the hurricane threat on an annual basis, on a scale of 1 to 10, how worried are they? How worried are you? Uh, <laughs> not really. I think we're all at a 2. We, we were concerned because as of Wednesday, we had a, a, an anomaly of a rain event that dumped about 20 inches on us and our pumps could not keep up with it, and most of New Orleans got flooded just from a random rain event. So we were a, a little bit nervous, but uh, once we saw what the storm was doing and it just kind of never really got fully organized, so it didn't pack much of a punch, we were really able to kind of just ride it out. Look, we, we have people currently on Lake Pontchartrain riding around on uh, jet skis, so <laughs> that, that should give you the level of concern. So we're more worried than you are. Yes, but there was there was a, a, a poorly written story by uh, the Washington uh, Post, and they aggrandized a situation that really wasn't there. And even the city of New Orleans, our, our leaders called them out on it. They they took a picture, and they they wrote a lot of words. 
insinuating that that we were more concerned, but it, it really it was poor journalism is really what it boiled down to. Well, we did see that uh, alligator looking for a Motel Six, I think it was, right? <laughs> we that that's a random Tuesday, sir. <laughs> oh my God, that's a good line. I like it, David. Thank you so much for the time, and uh, stay safe and try to get dry. And thank you for your not, concern. Not, not too it. not too dry though. Take care. Appreciate it. David Corbier from uh, WRNO News Talk Radio in New Orleans. So they're not worried. On a scale of 1 to 10, they're at a 2. And uh, Barry has been downgraded to a tropical storm again. So they're expecting just a major rain event and are pointing the finger at the Washington Post for having written an exaggerated story. And the repeaters are all following. (laughs) I've said this for years. We have far too many repeaters and not enough reporters. So, a repeater or the first story breaks. And then everybody jumps on it and just repeats what was stated in the first story. And far too often, they don't check it out to see just how true it is. And it was actually uh, Peter Jennings, when Peter was at uh, the ABC network, used to spend a lot of time on the air with Peter. He was just terrific about giving us his time, World News Tonight anchor. And he and I got into a conversation one day about, I said something that really upset him, set him off. And what I said was, now this is years ago, and I said, Peter, when we look around the world, it's a fairly... um, fairly peaceful place. Well, Mr. Jennings went on to point out 24 combat zones in the world to me over the next 30 seconds. And uh, that's why he did what he did and I do what I do. I really admired him so much. He was just such a great, great journalist. And just one quick story about Peter. On October 30th, 1995, the day of the Quebec referendum, the whole country was on tenderhooks. 100,000 people had uh, made a pilgrimage to Montreal from across the country and tried to persuade Quebecers to stay. And if you were around in 1995, you probably remember <clears throat> excuse me, the emotion. And uh, I called Peter early that morning, and I asked him if he could come on the air and just share his thoughts. As a Canadian, he's an American citizen as well. He'd taken out American citizenship, but he born and raised Canadian. So I wanted him to share with us his thoughts. He had such an incredible way of describing events in a manner in which you were informed but calm at the same time. It was a tremendous skill he had. So he said to me, Roy, I can come on for five minutes. That's all I have because we're very busy here. I can give you five. Is that okay? I said, of course. You know, thank you very much. So we started the hour with Peter Jennings on the 30th of October. And uh, he went for about 20 minutes. I didn't interrupt him. We didn't. we, We set aside our commercial breaks because he was so emotionally engaged in talking about this country. And what it meant to him, um, it was an amazing 
amazing to hear this, to hear him, was just truly phenomenal. If you were around for October 30th, 1995, you know exactly what I'm talking about. You may not have been listening to us. You may not have heard Peter Jennings on the air, but uh, you know what the emotional situation was. In fact, I was driving to the radio station. I was doing the show out of Toronto at the time. So I was driving into the radio station, and I was uh, just by Pearson Airport, and the traffic was stopped. And there was this little Volkswagen Beetle with Quebec license plates. And people in the cars around were kind of staring daggers at this guy because of the emotional level, the emotional involvement we all had. And I thought, just a random thought, thank God he's here today and not tomorrow if they vote to leave. Not that I thought anybody would harm him, but there would have been a lot of, there might have been a lot of um, finger gestures. It was it was a really different time, but uh, yeah. Peter Jennings was a remarkable, remarkable man. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.